0: thanks for joining the lakeland sports guys tom carroll chris cox the coach dan spivey in the house here at howards on main in uptown greenwood chris it's been four years all the way back uh what about 2000 the end of 2018 is when we actually got started so a little over four years ago
1: we went from the radio booth to the podcast booth and it has been fun ever since tom carroll i remember you saying do you think we can do a podcast and i said i remember you saying do you think you can do radio with me <laughs> And we we, should, we both have a survive, but podcasts are they're they're hilarious. No, they're fun, and everybody's trying it. So I think it's cool. Um, and I know you like it a lot better than you do over there. I don't have so to worry about as much. You don't have your programming. <laughs> you don't have to worry about your your ads and stuff like that. So it's fun. Like I said, we get to come up here wherever we want to go to do it, and that's what's cool about it.
0: Well, we got a lot to talk about. We'll get into Clemson's big win. Carolina had a great win over Vanderbilt. So we'll dive into that. Coastal, good gosh, they uh, end up coming back with, what, 28 unanswered uh, pretty much. End up with a win there. Um, you look at Furman, they uh, pretty much wrapped up uh, the South as well, so congrats to them. Uh, so we'll dive into some of those games as well. We'll get into uh, Abbeville, uh, their big win on Friday night. Uh, Greenwood, we'll get into the loss that they suffered to Northwestern uh, as well. We'll tell you a little bit about how, because they started out well, and we'll get oh, yeah. into that and, and, and dive into it. But first and foremost, want to say congratulations to some Uh, Really good folks that ended up winning the state championship, and that is the Dixie Girls. They end up being number one in uh, 1A. Congrats to them, of course. uh, Ansley Prescott ended up uh, at the number one spot. She ran, what, 3.1 miles in 19 minutes and 39 seconds. 39.8 39.8 seconds. The girl behind her was also from Dixie, a ninth grader, by the way, that being Ashton Stoll, went 19.59, and she had a really run, and this might have been a nose or a hand, or it was a photo finish because the girl behind her, um, Keaton Sack, uh, you know, just some reason or another, Ashton Stoll, you know, just just reached out and beat her by eight tenths of a second. Mm. I mean, that's how close that was. So congrats to her. And uh, the reason they win, if you don't know the scoring and how it works in cross-country, the lower the number where they add up your finishes, the better off you are. Well, Dixie ended up first and second. Then they ended up, uh, Rachel Prescott was 12th. Uh, Presley Greer ended up being 13th. And then you add Claire Angel. Uh, She was 15th in the process of all of that. And, you know, all of these girls... Uh, our juniors, sophomores, ninth grade, I mean, all, they're young. They've got a chance
1: of winning this and going back-to-back. I mean, this is a young team, like you said, man. I mean, what is this about the girls over there at US? They're, they're the ones that bring it. What's up with the guys? They're, they're,
2: all, they're, they're the athletes, I guess. And, of, then, of
0: course, athletes.
1: Sam was telling us who the head
2: coach is. And
0: yeah. so. well, well, let's yeah. make mention of that, too, because uh, Mr. Prescott, Coach Prescott, ended up getting coach of the year.
2: And he's also the principal at the high school. Yeah, though. so, you know,
0: yeah. take matters into your own your hands, hands, get it done. He, <laughs> so,
2: wa- he wanted a state championship in the school, so he said, I'll go get us one.
1: So when they, build, when they build a new school, stand, you think he's got the best office? He's going to have the best office. And what floor do you think he'll be on <laughs> over at Dixie with that, that nice configuration they're taking to the build over there? Yeah, they, he'll probably stay in the office he's got. I don't know that. <laughs> that
2: three-story building may be too much for him. Yeah, <laughs> let the teachers handle all that. Yeah, let them run up and down steps <laughs> in the elevator. Uh,
0: also want to say congratulations to Charlie Finnell over at Greenwood High School, the boys' cross-country team. He ran in the state meet on Friday morning about 11 o'clock. Um, did really, really well. Finished 28th
1: overall with a time of 17 minutes and 18 seconds. So, <laughs> uh, You said that Friday at the football game, and I'm like, because, you know, back in my day when I wasn't so, so big, I ran a good bit. <laughs> no, I never came. I mean, I, if I was under 50 minutes, I was happy. So that's phenomenal right there. Uh, yeah, that's so, crazy.
0: So big wins. And you just think about cross country and what it takes. I mean, you got to run hills. You've got to run sprints. I mean, you, there's so many different ways that you need to work out in order to run 3.1 miles. And and you, a lot of times you don't know what the terrain is going to be. This is a whole new terrain for them. They haven't they haven't been to that course. Mm-mm. and And
2: it's not a track. So it's gonna be uneven. It's dirt under. It's undefeated. cross country for a reason. It's, it's <laughs> dirt under feet, and if it's wet, it's it could be slippery. I mean, there may be
1: creeks. Who knows?
0: And Charlie's young too, isn't he? and he only uh, he's um, a sophomore. Sophomore, junior, I, think. I, think. I
1: think he's a sophomore. Yeah. So two more there, and I mean, but I, you know, if you go to D. West enough, you'll know. they girls can get on them side roads. That's all hills. <laughs> then they got to get back. So <laughs> well, they got plenty of terrain to run up and down and through the woods and stuff. Yeah, but uh, the Templetons do a good job over
0: at Greenwood High do. and running both the boys and the girls. Uh, we mentioned Abby and, and what she does a two sport athlete as well with cross country and then also with track and field. And um, you know they're involved in all of that heavily. <coughs> so uh, good hires over there, great people as well.
1: And I'll, you know, and just you know, we we talk about. Coaching Woman all the time with the football and he inherits a job every year, something different. And they whenever I can imagine what Sparky said, Hey coach, you wanna do track? Why not? So I think it was more of, can I do track, Coach? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was.
0: <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I got on to him. When was it? We were <laughs> – Touchdown club. No, it wasn't – well, it was Touchdown club. I got him again. But I think we were at uh, T.L. Hannah, and he came out, and I said, Coach, I said, I need to get you on for track and field. When are you going to be available? And he's like, man, I've been meaning to do that last year, and I, I just got so busy. And I was like, well, you know, let's do it this year. And When are you available? And he goes – he couldn't think of it. And I said, probably after football
1: season. He goes, that's
0: it. <laughs> so, if Football season's over and done with. I'm gonna have to get a hold of
1: him. It's gonna be tough for you to get him now because after I got him at the touchdown club, but I'm tired of him taking the offensive players for his defense. <laughs> it may be tough. You may do. i I'd be in another solo one for you because he probably ain't gonna come around <laughs> me. But uh, yeah, they, that's why I say, man, Greenwood, the culture that's part Coach Hudson, I, know, I shouldn't call it as far, Coach Hudson does over there. Great hires all around. And, I mean, it's in every sport we're seeing over at Greenwood. So uh, Greenwood's set for a while. Let's just say that. All right. Well, let's get into the high school football. We've got two
0: games that we need to talk about. Abbeville ends up advancing. They had a a big win uh, this past Friday night against Newberry. And one that uh, really, guys, this wasn't even close. I mean, um, it was like 7 to. 35 or something, I think, going into the fourth quarter. And then they scored one more time. Um, and then after that is when Newberry started making their comeback. That's when Abbeville started going ahead and getting some other f- people in there and uh, chance to win, you know, chance to play, uh, which is going to do well for them further on down the road, I think, particularly in the playoffs with uh, some of the tougher teams that they got coming up. But um, this is a huge win for them overall. Uh, 41-7, I think, was the halftime or, or the score at the end of the third quarter. Uh, as well. so And that's when they started making that comeback, 41-28 being the final.
1: I, every time we talk about it, I think about Coach Nichols sitting in the corner over there at Touchdown Club, and he's like uh, – and uh, Riley says, yeah, I've already talked to Coach Nichols. This is Alabama coming in there getting ready to play. And, you know, he always says it out. But, you know, I noticed that moving the chains, those guys were looking for players of the week around the state. And if you didn't throw Leach in there, that's a game that kid had. I mean, throwing rushing and everything. What was it Four, what, three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that, six total touchdowns for a kid that really didn't want to play quarterback. <laughs> so. He was pretty good at it, an all around athlete. And yeah. sometimes that's
0: what you need to do, just put your athlete
1: uh, agile yeah. at that position. Yeah. But you got to coach that. There again, that's just. More credit to the, the uh, coordinator on that team because Abel, We think of Avil and they're a running football team. I've always thought of them as just, you know, cloud of dust and and then just continue to run the football. And this year, it's been totally the opposite. They've actually thrown the ball a good bitch. I'd like to see his final stat numbers when it's over with, because I would say he's probably going to be close to six, seven rushing and probably close to about eight, eight hundred passing. So I'd like to see his total stats at the end of the year for a guy that. He, he, and He's just as good on defense. You can't forget that. Really good defensive player. So, a lot of
0: fun. So they got coming up next uh, Silver Bluff, for all yeah. people. So, uh, and it's at Silver Bluff. So they'll have to go on the road for have this one. On that's, that's
1: been that was one back when Coach Allen, uh, Coach Al Allen's was there at Silver Bluff. That was a robbery that was really good between those two schools. And I and I always continue to go back about it. That's a team kind of like East Side Stan because. They've taken every player that they've ever had at Silver Bluff. it be North Augusta, it be at Midland Valley or whoever. They just come and get them. Yep. And they take, take them away from the team, and they're still winning. So. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Silver Bluff is in Abbeville. Reverse. Okay. I was thinking
0: of what would happen next because <laughs> um, if Strom Thurmond ends up winning over Great Collegiate, then Abbeville would go to one of those two. Yep. Go to Strom Thurmond. So, and we'll, but we'll have just d- home one more week. <laughs>
1: we'll talk about that next, the one you just said a minute, because I, I think the, the Peach fields will be rocking. They <laughs> will one more time. One more time. One more again, as they say.
0: Yep. And then uh, you got to look at Carson Norman. What a game he ended up having uh, between he and Zay King. And um, you got to throw in, uh, well, maybe Leach, and you throw in uh, uh, Bennett as well up in 96. Uh, those four for the most part have got to be up for players of the year here in the Lakelands.
1: Yeah, I mean seriously, I mean, because, I mean Emerald had a little bit of a down year, but you got you know, you're still gonna throw your guys in there and then Greenwood's had that once they've done Greenwood Christian, you can't forget what yeah, they've got done. To throw so, those two guys in Heaton and no I mean, Heaton and all <laughs> I'm telling you that's not it that won't be an easy job there. That's going whoever picks that one for touchdown club, give them the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you better not stand in front of him because you're probably going to get tomatoes right behind him. So that's going to be a tough pick for for Lakeland's player of the year. That is going to be – I'm going to be honest with you, and you may laugh at me when I say this. I would almost say Owen Whittington. Probably. Seriously. I, I mean, I, I know <laughs> it's a small – He you know, he broke, but he couldn't do it without Cade. You're right, Cade yeah. Eaton. I mean, yeah. and then defensively, uh, to have a team – to where you're going to play every position anyway because you know how skeezy is. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you're used to doing. But you're right, Braden, you had Braden Mitchell. I mean, it's, that's going to be a tough decision. So that's definitely one that Cam's going to have to be there for that one for the uh, newspaper because he's going to need the article. He's going to want to know why and who made the decision. So I hope they, whoever makes that final choice for that spot, I want his name in the paper. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, the uh, Lakelands – all oh, that will come out Saturday.
0: comes out Saturday, yeah. Yep, so. so, Cam's going to be busy all this week trying to get all his stuff together. Uh, Can you in imagine interviews there? for that,
1: though? Oh, just the applicants for the player of yeah. the year? He's got to go around and interview every one of those kids in case they do win? I'd...
2: Well, I mean, and you've got you've got not only the player of the year, but you've got the offensive, defensive, special teams. Uh, you got to put together, together a shit. whole team. Yeah, yeah. I mean – and, and you've got to even get down to offensive linemen, defensive linemen. And, you know, you look into Lakeland's area, and it doesn't matter what team you're on, whether you're at Dixie, Ware Shows, Calhoun Falls, Greenwood, Emerald. You've got players at all kinds of positions that deserve their recognition. I mean, rightly deserve it. But like Chris said, I, I wouldn't want to be the man making the choice. A lot of times, you know, you can look around Lickens and you can pick out that one guy, that super stud. But this year, that. It's hard that, to that, say. That, that, there's a few more out there this year to be picking from. It's going to be interesting to see come Saturday.
1: Yeah, I would. Like I said, I I would like to almost see it done in categories because, I mean, you can't forget the big uglies on them lines because they well, block it. That, and, they'll
2: get there. You know. They'll get them. All Lakelands. They'll, get the have, only, they'll, yeah,
1: have they'll have go through that. a whole yeah. offense. They'll go through a whole
0: team uh, as and you know, you'll defense have and your
2: special teams, kickers and your punters and all. So, yeah. well,
0: I would tell you this: it's going to be one of our two, if not both of them, that both should them make yeah. it uh, uh, yeah. this year. So, I will you know, agree
2: with that. Now, you know, I can make a case for Tank as a running back. You know, you, the Greenwood defense was just loaded. The offense, you know. Who you gonna put at center? I mean, <laughs> I don't think he, um, now. Okay, we can let's let's forget about Friday night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we're,
1: yeah. we're gonna now, get if into we Friday forget night about in the Friday Saturday. night.
2: We'll be okay with the center, but uh,
1: yeah, because he's know. captain of that team. So I mean, yeah. you know. He, Starts with him anyway. Yeah. Well I'm I'm
0: curious to find out who the, the touchdown club does end up getting to because uh and, and who votes on it? Does the entire touchdown club vote on that or does it get a committee that votes on I it? It's the committee probably. Committee goes. Well, and we and need I to get Cam's somebody on that committee.
2: That. And I think Cam's involved with that too. Is he? Yeah.
0: Well, we need we need to get on that committee. Are you up for it? I'll
2: yeah
1: I'll start our start We do it. I have no we'll start your campaign
0: me. campaign to get onto the Listen, the it,
1: there can be no more issues with me doing that than what I have in the town of Troy. So, I, I mean, so you know, hated and loving by all. I don't know. We may not. We
2: not. We may not want to put you under that kind of pressure. Right, that wouldn't be pressure, there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be
0: a gift. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, well, let's talk about this game that ended up happening Friday night that we were at. Um, Greenwood uh, goes up to take on the number two team in the state, that being the Northwestern Trojans. And Northwestern is good for a reason. We saw what they had last year uh, when we went up there. but ended up being 50 to nothing uh, the final in that one, to come back. And, guys, this year we played really well for a quarter and a half.
2: Well, I think we played well the whole ball game Um, on the defensive side of the ball. But – the offense, we had our issues. I mean, when you have seven turnovers, and you're giving uh, uh, any team, I don't care who it is, Northwestern's the number two team in the state for a reason. But when you give them the ball on the 13-yard line. And the 11. And, and the 25. 20, I mean, and you do this continually back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, um, you're not going to win those ball games. Now, did we hold them on fourth down? Yeah. We held them a couple times on fourth down. Did we force them to kick? Try a field goal? Yeah, we did. We forced them to punt one time. You know, so we played well enough on the defensive side. We just couldn't get any help of the offense. Well, the offense just, is yeah. The offense kind of shot itself in the, in foot, the foot with with uh, the Now tr- we had some good plays. We had a few when we didn't fumble the ball. We could move the ball on them, and then all of a sudden we're fumbling the ball. But
0: um, Well, and it was weird things that haven't happened yeah, before, like snap, a high snap, snap. where Jimbo would go to get it, but then it would bounce off of the running back's helmet because yeah. the timing got thrown off in that regard, whereas yeah. that it was high instead of low. So it was things like that that the ball ended up on the ground uh, for the most part. But then there were times when we ended up just coughing it up. Yeah. But nothing was bigger than – I mean, it was seven nothing going in at the end of the first quarter, the court, and we yeah. were—I mean, we were—and we were driving the ball. We were yeah. at their thirty-five yard yep. line when all of this started, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, we had a fumble. They drove it down for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They kick off. We fumble the kickoff. Um, they end up running that back for a touchdown in forty-six seconds. They end up scoring twenty-eight points.
1: Yep, that's the key and that you can't if you win, win a, a ball game that way you want a whole everything in a nutshell as soon 26 seconds that 46 could, seconds. i mean 46 seconds i'm trying to even cut it <laughs> i don't know that i have ever been around a situation like that where you had that boom 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 because you know normally it's maybe one or two bad plays that hurt you but that, that just was like boom 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 and it's it's like when you're out deer hunting, man. I, you try to get that shot on that deer, and we took the shot in the head. But all in all, I mean, you're right. We played with them fairly well. I mean, And then we came back
0: in the second half. We held them to 10 points before they yeah. took their starters out um, in that regard. But then we also ended up driving. So, I mean, yeah. really, they only scored three points on us yeah. in the second and, half and before the starters up, went
2: out. We we drove and, and had a decent drive. I mean, it was 70-plus yards, and we ended up with a TD on it. So, uh um, the guys never gave up. The guys wanted to win this game. Uh, they knew stuff like this hadn't happened to us all year. Uh, and, I, I, again, for the umpteenth time this year, and I'll say it, I wish I'm going to have to get me one of them little counters. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like you see people standing yeah. at the doorway and count and see how many people we got in the stands. And we had because more than they I believe our sideline, we had as many, if not more, than – and they did on their sideline. And we had to drive two hours in the rain and cold, but our faithful were there, and they were in numbers. And, you know, that's just a testament to this team, this coaching staff, this city, really. They get behind this team, and they – Well, that was th- neat to better see. Better days ahead. It is. And, and
0: it was neat to see not just the parents, but also the fans that ended up on the
1: fence line yeah. congratulating them when they came out. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, like I said, that was – and even up there, like 'cause like I said, I had said I was going to start the win when we did, and it was cold and i, I kept talking about the win, and another thing that we had the advantage in every time they kicked off to the start of the game was into that win, which gave us great field position after great field position, after great field position, and we we just couldn't get it down to where we needed it and to so use that to our advantage and then we really saw how strong a leg that kid had when he had to win the hits back because mm-hmm. he was knocking windows out of buildings and things like that, but <laughs> Like I said, because, you know, I told you when we went to a commercial break because you taught me how I can talk to you in this commercial, just make sure you do it. I said, I'm going to tell you something. It is cold out here, but these people ain't going nowhere. And we're talking about after halftime, before halftime. And, I mean, we were down, and we were down good, and, and they stayed. And they didn't leave until probably starting the fourth quarter, was when a lot of them said, you know, we got to – a two-hour drive, we're going to go ahead and add out. And they did, and then the ones that did stay, you're right, they went straight to that fence line when it was over. They wanted to speak to the players, and it wasn't yep. all parents. It was fans. They were just – I saw a guy shake Mikey Holloway's hand, and you could see, and then the lady leaned over the fence at him. <laughs> so, I mean, these guys, like we said all year, they didn't want to go home, they didn't want to quit, and they played their tails off, and they had a great football season. So Fantastic, and uh, we'll get another shot at Northwestern
0: hopefully again next year. And- well, I know Coach, you but, know, that's Coach's boy. You know, huh, Coach is, I think Coach <laughs> is tired of the outcome of what's happening in Rock Hill because we've lost now twice to, to Northwestern, twice to South Point. So, you know, I, I think Coach Lanners had enough of, of the Rock Hill last well, well,
2: I think, uh, as y'all know, because y'all were in the booth with us, the TV crowd, and, and I still want Chris to explain to me why a home <laughs> TV crowd is on the Vista side with the Vista team radio in the same booth when they got a booth on the other side of the field they could be in. But beside all that, you know, we were talking after the game and I just mentioned to them, you know, uh, hope y'all enjoy this season because next year's gonna be different when you're in 5A. Oh, we're not going to 5A, we're gonna be in 4A. <laughs> they, had, they had no clue of everything that's going on in Columbia with the high school league as far as the competition committee, the one to four, the, the Proximity to population zones, right. and they had no clue. And and their eyes just like, well, I got, and one guy he said, well, I got to see this to believe it. I mean, <laughs> and Bill or Chris one was sitting there, yeah, it's true. I mean, we're not making this stuff up. I was me because truth. I'm gonna tell you i to give you podcasts and say, listen to us. You learn a lot about it. <laughs> it. It might have been Bill, and Bill said, yeah, it's the truth. And and their kind, of, their faces kind of went rut row, row shaggy. You know, we might be in trouble next year because we may have to play the Gaffneys and the Dutch Forks and the T.L. Hannah's of the world to to get to where we are right now.
1: I think that's a good enough team that they can play. uh, Got on my my mustache. That they can play these teams. I I think 5A is fine for them. I just think that it's almost like, you remember back in the day, we were talking about, it's probably been 10 years, and Benji and the guys were talking about, we need to drop back to 1A. 2A is too tough. And I'm like, you're rolling through it. You're rolling through two A. Man, come on! Why? Why do you want to play the lesser of the teams, man? Play your schedule, and we went through it this year. Our fan base, some of it got mad because we were going anywhere and everywhere. we were and playing, playing a really game. tough
0: teams, yeah. and
1: I'm like, do you, you? You evidently want the cupcake. You want, and I, I don't ever want to see us do that, coach. So, I, I, and I know coach is not going to do that. So we're going to go play teams that, that he wants to go play, and he might take us to Hawaii one year. That'd be great. <laughs> well, uh, I can but, tell <laughs> you that
2: we will play. We will play all playoff teams. We, we probably and, won't and, play. Another. And and just like you know, we've kind of mentioned it. this has been a tough see, a tough schedule this year. But when we lined up on that field Friday night, we smacked Northwestern in the mouth. They, they hadn't been had, hit they like hadn't that. been hit like that all mm-hmm. year. And Turbo Richards, yeah, he got some yards. He only had one but, big play.
0: That's at it. One,
2: and, you know, and this is a cat that's been running over a lot of people. And the quarterback, they were, we might not have hit him because he was throwing the ball away to keep from getting hit. And one time he hit one of our defensive linemen in the stomach with the ball because they had three right in front of him, and he didn't want to get hit by <laughs> all three of them. So I'm going to get rid of this ball and – yeah,
0: We we had a good game plan going yeah. in. It's just, like I say, that 46 <laughs> seconds, so you take that back and redo and, and have that over again. It could be a little bit of a different outcome.
2: Well, that was the testament to this coaching staff, and we said all year, even in the games that we've gotten beat, we've had players in position to make plays. Now, we had a lot of bad luck. We've got to get that horseshoe turned up right, and uh, we will. Coach Liner will get that turned up right, and this coaching staff – Next year, this coaching staff is going to be in place. They're going to put our kids in the same positions. We're going and to win, and and these kids believe it and they understand it and they see that they're getting better.
0: All right, quickly, let's run down. Um what the playoff bracket looks for this coming Friday, and we'll talk about the games coming up on Thursday to go along with it. Uh, some of them that are there, but when one a Christchurch ends up winning over MacBee, they get to take on Blackville Hilda. That game will be at uh, Christchurch. Um, and then you got Southside Christian. They got a win over Calhoun County, which surprised me. Twenty-one-seven uh, being the final in that one. They get St. Joe's, who knocked off the number one team in Louisville, uh, seven to nothing, to earn the win. So you got that rematch with South uh, Southside Christian and St. Joe's coming your way. Uh, Johnsonville ends up winning. They beat. Um, Lakeview to take on Lamar, who beat Carver's Bay. And then you've got Bamberg Earhart in the low country in 1A. They uh, get to take on a cross team that won 2014 over Allendale Fairfax yep. as well. So there's a rundown for 1A. 2A, Abbeville, no problem with Newberry, 41-28. They get to take on Silver Bluff. Uh, this will be uh, at Silver Bluff, I do believe. No, at no, Abbeville. Uh, at Abbeville. I don't know why I got that in my head. Uh, second time of this today, I've <laughs> <laughs> I've done that, but uh, Silver Bluff ends up beating Fairfield Central, twenty-two to twenty-one. So they barely squeak by in this one. Um, a little tougher test for Abbeville as well. Thurmond at Gray. This is Gray's brand new field is out there. I'm not sure they don't have stands as of yet, so they're probably going to have to go somewhere else. Um, I'm guessing uh, Fairfield Central, uh, since they just lost, might be the place they end up uh, with that game um, as well. But well, so what, has well, to go what if road.
2: none of these schools say we'll uh, we'll let you come? What they gonna do then? Well, that's yeah. Well, well, they go to Strong Thurman. Strong Thurman says we'll play you, but you're gonna you're play, play at, at our, our house. house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and the low that country. could possibly happen. They there could would. happen.
0: Andrew Jackson in the Low Country gets to take on and go to Hampton County. Hampton County beat Andrews forty-eight fourteen. Oceanside uh, collegiate at forty-nine nothing winners over Woodland gets to face a Barnwell team that ended up beating the uh, top seed in Marion. Thirty-one twenty-five. So uh, Oceanside gets another home game in that regard. So a couple of big matchups possible in the fourth round. We'll get to that on the. Uh on Thursday in 3A, Daniel, they'll be hosting Chester. We'll see that running game. Chester, uh, you know how that game with Chapman was close last time. It wasn't that close this time? 58-24. I think Chester just basically said, "All right, we figured it out. We're gonna we're gonna run through." So they get to go on the road to take on the Lions. And then you've got uh, BHP, big winners, 44-28 over Pendleton. They get the Clinton Red Devils, who won 38-7 over Broom. In this one. So that'll be a fun matchup there, and that'll be at BHP with the Bears. Camden is at home. They get to take on a Gilbert Indians team that ended up beating Hanahan. And then you've got Brooklyn Casey taking on Crestwood out of Sumter, who ended up taking out our Eagles forty-four uh, nothing this past
1: Friday. I would hurt my feelings about it. Uh, look, there is some huge. Where is the Clinton? Oh, you said it's at BHP. Number it's at BHP. Yeah. So it's so, uh, and then you got Daniel. So
0: I mean, two big games here in the Upstate. The Lions Den. <laughs> So. All right, 4A, um, Northwestern is at home uh, after beating Greenwood. They get Greenville, who just squeaked by uh, Greer, 24-21, the final and that one. It came down to a defensive battle the last two minutes for Greenville to win that one. And then West Side had no problem with York 49-13. They get to go to Midland Valley, 24-17 winners over South Point. And South Point kind of let us down in that regard. We thought they would win. But uh, once again, you're looking like Northwestern probably is going to have to go through us, Greenville, and Westside, I would think, to get here. And I know a lot of CSRA folks are going to say, you know, Midland Valley, you can't count them out. Well, yeah, we can. You guys yeah. had a hard time with Easley, and Easley was our fourth
2: seed.
1: I, I like what you said. I, I reiterate <laughs> that this weekend as well. And like I said, they want to take me to the woodshed on that one. So that's all right, Westside's coming.
2: Yep. And the guys from Northwestern do not want to play Greenville. Yeah, they even said that. that yeah, they they they, they <laughs> kept asking us, have y'all heard of score to Greenville Green? What's the score? What's the score? They want a career.
1: They don't want,
2: no. They don't want
1: Greenville. So. I don't see why, though, because for the way that Greenville beat us, I, I don't. I'm gonna continue to say this until Porter changes my mind. This is not a disciplined football team. So it, when you go to a Northwestern, you're gonna have like they're gonna you're gonna have your ten penalties for a hundred yards or whatever. Northwestern doesn't make a lot of those mistakes, and that's just Porter giving them points, but. Do you expect a shootout in that game, or do you expect one of the defenses to finally do I
0: think the defense of Northwestern will be too much.
1: Well, I
2: think, I think, too, like the guys were talking about, they don't want Northwestern because they saw what Greenwood did to Northwestern. Right. About smacking. And here comes Greenville. They're going to do the same thing. And Westside's going to do the same thing. So they're not used to these teams that come out and play real big ball football. They want to play the little – Sisters of the poor and <laughs> score lots of points.
0: Well, they got uh, they the upper state bracket is definitely the toughest. The lower By state, that. you got South uh, South Florence uh, hosting Lancaster. Lancaster beat Lucy Beckham, um, and then Myrtle Beach ended up losing to Irmo. So Irmo continues to to roll fifty five twenty four. They ended up beating Myrtle Beach. Uh, they get James Island this week, who, who beat uh, Hartsville forty five to twenty one. So you want to talk points? That that that
2: game could be, yeah.
0: That's going to be some points in that one. Um, And then five A. This is where it gets a lot of fun too, guys. Dutch Fork uh, gets a home game. Gaffney Indians going to have to go down to the Foxes Den. For this one, um, uh, you know, Gaffney ends up winning 24 12 over Clover, and they struggled in that game. And then uh, you look at Dutch Fork, they just beat TL Hannah, probably the best one upstate uh, number one seed, 31 28, the final in that one. The defense really had to hold on. And Dutch Fork has been a different team since they got their quarterback back. Uh, JL Mann ends up winning over Spartanburg. Didn't see this coming. They're going to get to host Hillcrest. Uh, this will be fun. Not uh, a big, game. That's, <laughs> Another good that's matchup. right
2: across the pond there. Well, not a pond, but maybe yep. the field.
0: And Hillcrest beat Burns. You remember Burns beat Hillcrest earlier in the year. Get a little revenge for Hillcrest. Uh, down in the lower part of the country in 5A, White Knoll gets by Sumter Gamecocks. Um, Gamecocks ended up beating Stratford. Uh, they've had Stratford's number for a couple of years here, but... Um, uh, the White Knoll team is the real deal. They won fifty to seven over a good Fort Dorchester team. So, and then Somerville, who is probably the best team in the Low Country, uh, they'll get Carolina Forest, who's probably the best defensive team in the Low Country, and uh, we know why—because <laughs> <laughs> of their defensive coordinator. Um, Twenty twenty-one, they beat West Ashley uh, this past Friday night. So, Somerville and, and Carolina Forest—so some good matchups here for them in round three. Mm-hmm.
1: Out of those that you just said, how, how can you imagine the ga You know, Gaffney's all this big gaffney and all this other stuff, but how do you think they really felt whenever you know they wanted to go to Hannah? I mean, you know, they, I mean, they wanted to host Hannah or whatever, yeah. and then all of a sudden Dutch Fort comes in and wins the game and shit and went on the road, which means they got to travel. How do you? I can bet you Coach Jones was just hot. <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday morning when he saw it instead of being at home, they gotta go on the road. So that that was a big win there. I mean I, I you know, I'm I'm agree with you. I think Somerville's probably the hottest team. But South Florence is still carrying what they did last year to the table. So to get to the championship game is gonna be difficult from low country. And you gotta go through uh, you know, another great quarterback in the process uh, as
0: well over there at South Florence. Now he's not putting up the numbers his brother did, but um, he's close to it.
1: And he's coming to Carolina as a receiver. Boom. <laughs>
0: so he's your backup.
1: If his brother has a bad day, we'll put another seller That's, that's in, an so.
0: unfair advantage. I'm
1: calling it right now. No, I'm going to tell you what's the that... unfair advantage. Having <laughs> Latimer in Carolina at running back that can also play quarterback. Oh, that's true. From he's coming Sandy Creek. From Sandy
0: yeah. yeah. He was there this past weekend, Yeah. He?
1: And like I said, he's already had the offer. I think he's already accepted. We picked up two or three that I put on our page last night that accepted the, 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 the scholarships to come to Carolina. And then one of them was from, like, like Notre – was near South Bend. Mm-hmm. He was a safety, I believe, from from South Bend, Indiana. So, you know, Tory Gray and the rest of them cats are going out there. They're recruiting, and, I mean, they're doing their job. And, like like we've always said, it's tough to do it this day and age to go all the way out there and tell a, tell a parent we're going to take care of your son for four years not knowing if the son's going to stay for four years, so.
0: Yep. Well, basketball season has begun. Uh, just kind of let you know that uh, November 28th is when the, most of these teams are going to be in action. That'll be a Tuesday here in about, uh, what, two, three weeks? Yeah, not three far weeks away. away. Yeah. Uh, but Greenwood's going to be at South Aiken, uh, both the boys and the girls uh, in that one. And then Emerald, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, theirs actually starts um, next week. If I'm not, no, this week. No, I'm sorry. That's a scrimmage. they got Calhoun Falls Charter um, this coming Thursday, and then their first game will be McCormick on Monday, December the 4th. Mm -hmm. So uh, along with that. And then Strom Thurmond a couple days later, then they get 96, and then Saluda, and then McCormick, and so on and so forth until they get to the Christmas tournaments that will begin. That will be fun. Uh, Emerald's going to be going to batesburg leesvilles tournament, and I believe Greenwood is going up to um, Daniel. Daniel for the tournament well, up there. Those, those tournaments are, I'll, I'll are fun. I'll be in the
2: beach ball classic. Is that yeah, where you're going to be? I'll say those are pretty fun. <laughs>
0: those tournaments are fun, Tom. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So we'll follow along with those and keep you guys updated as well with basketball season started. Of course, we're going to have some interviews with some coaches. We already had Coach Greg from Greenwood on uh, mm-hmm. last week. We'll have him on again next week um, or the week after Thanksgiving, he said. So we'll we'll update you a little bit more on those as it gets a little bit closer. i got gotta to make uh, some calls. Yeah, we got too. some calls to make. I'll make that. Um, and we made some of them, just haven't been answered yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, glad to have you here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Howard Corley, um, we wish him all the best. Feeling a little under the weather today, so uh, glad to see that he's not here and the staff has been we will be back
2: tomorrow. He told me today, I will be back tomorrow. Awesome.
0: So we'll we'll be glad to see his smiling face coming up on Thursday uh, as well when we go through the review of the games that are coming up and, and what's happening there. On that podcast, but staff here has been doing a great job. They did mm-hmm. a fantastic job. Um, I'm not going to tell Howard that they made my sandwich better than his, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, was, it was really,
0: really good. Um, I had the uh, sweet turkeys this time around and uh, the potato chips to go along with that. So
1: yeah, Lamar Jackson's filling in goodies here at nine o'clock this morning. I heard. So I mean, Clyde's here, yeah. not Lamar. Yeah. Uh, so he was. <laughs> so it's it's been it's been uh, these guys have been having a lot well, of. That's fun. what it takes, man. The next minute mentality. I mean, the boss man's going. I mean, you know, a lot of times you hear old. Say when the boss is the way cats are play These cats are they—they they want their money. They—they here to work, man. Be well, ready. I bought two things. He, of ice. after I filled a, it up? <laughs> he's got a good staff here. And, he does, man. And they all know their—they
2: all know what is expected of them, and they work well together. And
1: be ready. Have you got any calls this weekend? Have you forgot to do this? Have you forgot to do? It, or he's let you alone too? Okay. He. That's what I was to say. Trust the staff, man. said so when you can do that, you're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, side
0: note, um, Greenwood Christians basketball team, the men play uh, at Weir Shoals
1: tomorrow night in the scrimmage. That'll so. be a fun game. Yeah. Another scrimmage. So, And you guys think now, Tom, these kids are just – a lot of these kids are just finishing football like last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially Greenwood Christian. I mean, so don't expect, you know, like coming out and seeing all kind of crazy – Scores and stuff coming out because it's going to take a, a week or two. I mean, the conditioning part to me, that's not the hard part. It's the conditioning from football field to basketball court, which is the difficult part. Well, you don't have so. the, you know
0: the the you don't have to use what I call the the yeah, the the red meat. You know, you use yeah. the white meat. You got to you got to train for those long distances.
1: You do. I mean, it's almost like you're the talking about cross country or so. close the track. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, but they're going to be some really good. We're going to have a really good year in the Lakelands. I can tell you that in basketball. Going to be fun to watch. Well, let's move on
0: towards the uh, college aspect of it. A lot of things ended up going different ways uh, in and around the world of, of uh, college football. We'll get into that here in just a second. But I want to start first and foremost with Lander University because, um, you know, congrats to their wrestling team. Uh, they were, what, preseason number one in the Peach Bell Conference, uh, not to mention here in their <laughs> southeast as well to go along with that. They were one of the top-ranked teams uh, in, in that regard. But – um, uh, they opened up with 10 placing uh, in the Mountaineer Open this past weekend as well. So, I mean, they had, uh, what, Anthony uh, Iacovetti ended up 10th. Uh, Brandon Matthews was 12th. You had uh, Huntsberger, of course, number two. Holmes was number two. Um, you know, and, and the list just keeps going on and on. They're just loaded uh, with ev- with everybody. And if you haven't been out there, the Lander, when they c- when they come back for their first match home, that's wilder than the Cameron crazies. You've got the, what do we call them? The Lander
1: loonies. Last that's year, that's what it was last year. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, they—I mean—they are all for their wrestling team.
1: And like I said, they've got everything in place. They—it's just they're running. I mean, it's just the next year it just takes off without really a whole lot of effort, or it appears that way. I'm sure there's a lot of effort out there. Um, and like I said, they promote the wrestling here for the high school students. So, I mean, Green was lucky in the Lakelands. Uh, or, excuse me. Lakeland's with the, with the wrestling that's going on girls and guys. So Yep, and then uh, how about the women's rugby? We thought we were talking about the the men's
0: rugby uh, and we've been kind of following along. Women guys are going to the national the, uh NIRA National Championship uh this coming weekend uh, as they went ahead and they uh what 10-7 yep. ended up being a big win as they take down uh AIC.
1: And I, when I saw that I was like 10-7. Field goal touchdowns. And
0: we're used to seeing like 40 to 25 yeah, kind of scores.
1: but what I did, Tom, I went and looked at it to just learn the scoring aspect of it. So, that's huge. 10-7 is really huge. But to be in only year what? Two, three? I think
0: it's year three, if I'm not mistaken. And no, you're going to
1: a natty. Yeah. So, chance for a national championship. We wish them well. Like I said, I expect them to bring it home. So
2: They will be the honorees at the Christmas parade if they If they pull, pull that off. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll have to have a big float. <laughs> bring the bring the bring the bring the natty trophy with yeah i want so yeah i definitely won't,
1: We, it. you know i want that picture of that trophy so that's yeah. what we're gonna do right we're gonna put it, right bring it on back home
0: i want to see it on this table yep set saying.
1: it we're gonna set it howard somewhere <laughs> we'll get the whole team in here
0: um and then men's soccer came to an end uh in the peach Belt conference title game of all things uh, uh took on a very very good uh lakers team and, and when you look at um what Clayton State has. I mean, it took two overtimes for Clayton State to win.
1: They're about perennial, right? Clayton State's probably perennial in soccer also, or Young Harris. Which right. one's the better? Well, Young
0: Harris has been yeah, our arch nemesis for the yeah. last ten
1: years. So, yeah, Well, Clayton State has in basketball too. So, uh, Yeah, that's it, still a great year. I mean, it's yeah, not, you don't finish where you want, but it's okay. So uh,
0: we'll see what happens um, as the years move on uh, to next year as they get ready. They got some good recruits that are coming in mm-hmm. as well. So we mentioned them, uh, what, a couple months ago
1: back why in September? While you're talking about that, we just hit rugby. I think Lander got a really good recruit for rugby this this weekend. Cam Durant signed at Lander. Ooh. But we don't, for some reason, we don't have a football team. So, well, we got me, a football team. That lets me kind of know that. He and Ethan Richardson might have gotten together. and <laughs> You're starting to see that, Stan. We yeah. we joke about it, but Ethan, you know, not want to play – decided to get us playing football, wanted to try out rugby. And that's got to be in the, in the mind of Cam Durant from signing with here because he had to have some other offers yeah. to play football. I think it's the physicalness, the the tenacity that you got to have to play rugby. That's a big dude to be playing rugby, and if he and if he got Ethan beside him, which you want next year because Ethan will be a senior. Yeah, he'll you know? be graduating this year. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, I saw that yesterday on the on the um, Facebook page, and I know his mom and dad are proud of him, and I know McCormick's proud of him, that he's going to Lander, and it's to further the education, and didn't just play rugby. But if if you're a Lander coach, you know he's coming, so <laughs> you might want to put the put the little earwick in his ear and let him know that you'd like to see him practice at least come out. <laughs> so i'd give him the opportunity you mean i can hit people
0: without pads that's what yeah that's what i'm saying i think
1: that's what he would enjoy so
0: and, and they don't have uh you know roughing calls or anything of that nature yeah. either I said
1: all blood and guts and that But yeah. <laughs>
0: all right uh, so best of luck uh, and speaking of lander and basketball men's basketball took on newberry um uh Yesterday ended up being an 88 67 win for them, so a good win uh, to start off the season. Philip Burrow, uh, um, also Legeste, they scored 14 and 15 points apiece uh, in this one to go ahead and defeat the Wolves 88 67. So they're off to a good start, as are the women. Um, you know, they what this is their second. Yeah. Uh, yeah game of the season, and they end up falling to Lenore Ryan, 67-57. to 57. But Lenore Ryan is uh, a
1: much tougher opponent, and of course they're not in the same classification. That's a, really That's a 1A versus a 2A. You're right. That's... That's a really good. One. I mean, like I said, both teams have started well. So I mean, Omar's had got to be happy if you get a the win to start the season. I suppose like last year, losing the first game and then a little skid take place. But uh, we're in a, new, a whole new season. We got to remember new names and like I said, I need some rosters. Tom Carroll. All right. Well, I'll get them. To I mean, you. We'll get. <laughs>
0: we'll get started with basketball this week.
1: So. Who is going to be Sarah Cruz's this team this year for the women? <sighs> you got to have one you like. Is what's her name back? Um, on the girls' team. Who's that? Um. Is it Ricarte? No, Ricarte went with Pedersen. Oh, she's there, a Coastal. coastal. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that.
0: So she's down there. She was my other favorite.
1: I know. I, I kind of liked her. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get a whole new cast of characters and things. So. And see what happens from there. All
0: right. Uh, and then men's basketball. We all know that uh, Coach Peeler is back again for another <laughs> year. And men's basketball got underway this weekend. Uh, they end up losing to USC Aiken, who is probably one of the Top teams in the Southern Conference, um, 96-58. Uh, Erskine ends up falling in this one, so tough start for uh, Coach Peeler in this one. But Erskine ended up shooting 44% from the field um, and 44% from three-point lane, you know, 3 point range as well. So, I mean that. The three-point I'm excited about.
1: Yeah, I am too. I mean, when you can shoot, you know, that good. What about the line? You know, I worry about the line. Uh,
0: 67 from the line.
1: We got on, Coach. That ain't acceptable for you, I know. So, (laughs) they probably shot basketballs all day. (laughs) If they're not, they're shooting them now. So, I guess where they go uh, later this week? Uh, Let's see. They're they're in that. um, Let's see. Mm.
0: Give you a hint. It's Electric City.
1: Oh, I was going to say Anderson anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson, uh, this <laughs> Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I had him on my mind anyway. He's going to go
0: on the road for the first time. So, And that's not that far of a drive for him. No.
1: I'm just, you know, I'm excited to see Coach Peter back because we know what he can do. I mean, he's a really good basketball coach. Um and like I said, if he gets out of line, his wife will jump in and take it over, even though they're retired, so to speak. But like I said, right man for the job. I mean, they had to make a move last year because of the season that they had last year. But excited that we are starting basketball. I don't really know that I'm ready to start basketball. I tried to watch a little bit yesterday. And so, to me, it's still football season. <laughs> well, so, yeah.
0: still a lot of college football going on. Yeah. Let's go ahead and we'll start with that. We'll start here in the Lakelands. Uh, as the Erskine football team, uh, well, they, they've, they finished – 0 and 10 on the season. So, you know, a, a rough season for, for the flying fleet in this regard. They took on Barton, who came into the conference the same time that they did. Ended up being their first win in the conference, as a matter of fact, uh, about three years ago. But, you know, Barton now putting up 503 yards to Erskine's 275. Um, and they did it mostly on the ground. Uh, uh, as well as through the air, it's pretty even, one forty-two to one thirty-three um, in that regard. Uh, but you know, Erskine just could not convert on third downs. They, I mean, just struggled.
2: Well, here's the thing: if they get rid of the coach, do they go get Jimbo? <laughs> <laughs> and would Jimbo come, Erskine? Would Jimbo come to Erskine?
0: Well, he may need some coming to Jesus moments. So well, <laughs> he might
1: have had one. I'm thinking that. I, that was going to be what I was going to say because midway through the year, we I asked y'all both if, we, if he was on the hot seat or not, and I mean, and the reason I the reason I'm based I'm going to base it on the basketball team last year, and the reason that, that Coach Prelo came out of retirement to take this team over because, I mean, I hate to say it, but winless in the season is really not acceptable to stay in age. I mean, I know that Urchin shouldn't bait their players yeah. anything like that, but I mean, it's it's really, and I think he's done a really good job in the time he's been there to build a program but i think now could be the time that he either makes because he's made a couple of, this, uh, he's assistant made changes of changes over the last couple of years yeah, yeah with dc and offensive coordinators so now if you're there if you're the president and athletic director you almost got to look at we've already made offensive defense coordinator changes in the past two three years is it now the time to pull the trigger because like we're talking about next year is the next year or the year after
0: this year coming up is when they go to the uh, Golf South Conference. Yeah. So. so the guy,
1: I mean, and you, that's, that is no easy league because yeah. you got, you know, some really good teams there. You do. And I mean, right up the street, Bobby's getting ready to start his thing up there. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he's not going to come to Anderson and lose games. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. He he's going to, and that's what really Erskine's going to do, need to do now. Shat was a guy that built the program. He got it going. He got the players coming in. Now you got to have somebody pick up the pace over there, and I don't know if it could be a coordinator, maybe. This, the, the, They think maybe he's young enough to rise up and take this job, but I'd like to see him have another year. I really would, but I mean, after seeing with the basketball team that they weren't going to take a chance, they pulled the trigger, and they brought in another coach, Our Coach Fuller came back. I'd like to see what it's going to be this awesome. I will say this, chap. I am impressed, and I, I, I'll give you all props on what you've done. And maybe this might be something that he's saying he might be ready to go. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see him have one more year, but I don't know that Erskine's willing to – for him to come out for one more year, what would his record need to be to, to definitely stay? I'd say 500. At yeah, least. Yeah, at it'd least. have to be that. It would have to be 500. It? And I think that's what administrators are going to look at and say, is that even feasible?
0: Yeah, And this, well, is,
1: is performance in that contract.
2: Yeah. We saw some improvement with them this year. We saw them a couple of games where they had a run game going on. Um, they scored some points. Um, just not enough. And just they can't put two and two together to get the. You know, I don't know. I'm like you, Chris. I think the man has done a wonderful job building the program, basically, with. No facilities whatsoever and that's a problem right there that's, you don't have that's your own an stuff. issue and they they need to get that stadium built over there <clears throat> the weight room is good i mean they've they've got some parts, but uh
1: Bill house looks good yeah, they just they
2: just need to take that next step and and make it the school needs to make the, if they're going to make a commitment to football make the commitment and let's say, okay, this is what we got to do, we got to go get the money to do it and and you can get it done. And now, whether changing coaches is going to help you, I don't know.
1: With that being said, do you? Here's what I'm going to say now, and this is to a certain person. You know, I'm talking to. You. you sat back and we watched what Erskine's done and, and what they're building. They play at a field that we already have here in our town. You sat back and you seen, and you probably as as an athletic director and as a, as a school, you've seen the mistakes that have been made. You have every other sport in the book except football here at Lander. The money is the aspect of it; is the factor of it. But how can a school like Erskine afford to go with a football team and the money it costs and everything else? Because they're leasing the field from Greenwood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lander's got plenty of room for a field. Uh, it's this point in time that you know you're successful in wrestling; you're number one in wrestling. Bill hockey. I just saw yep, she huge. They just won a championship. Um, basketball, both girls and guys are going to be huge. Coach Burke's going to do a pretty good job, I think, at baseball this year. I think it's time to evaluate. And you may go by the numbers of the people that went to Erskine for the football, but I can promise you, if Lander was to have a football team, Lander would support a football team. <laughs> And they were at their own complex. It wouldn't have to be at J-Dub. Would Greenwood support a football team at Lander? I think, I think they would. I mean, do we support teams right here? you got B-Rag going all the way to Notre Dame uh, for a game. you got Stan right here who's got season tickets. I used to have season tickets in Columbia. Stan goes to Coastal. Willie goes to Duke. I mean, they're looking for football. They're hungry for football, Lander. Give it to them. Give it to them. Cause you won't let me interview him. I want to interview him. He's in here enough eating, but I, I, th- what do you think, be they could, they could right? I think he could too. I mean, they could have g- good support. And I'm not saying that that guy right there, or that because he he, he tells you where he's going. He's going up there in them hills, and you're going down there in the at the airports and everything else, and the fairgrounds. And I mean, and that's all well and good. But you look at the population, and tuition that you got at, or excuse me, the the lander crowd, what everything else they're doing. I think the money is the only thing that's kept it out. And, I mean, you got lacrosse now, women, men's. you got rugby. Um, and maybe rugby is what – maybe that's what they're evaluating to see how rugby does here. And they bring in athletes in. Camden Rapp from McCormick is so a huge get if he wants to play. But I just – you know, I've asked every year – this is our fourth anniversary. You know, four years ago, I asked the same question mm-hmm. with them. So, I'm going to keep it going till we get taken out. But I, it's just a question, I mean, because – Every other school, I mean, you got it there. I mean, Furman wants to go back with a baseball team now, I heard. So financially, they must be picking it back up with COVID and everything to where they could bring their team back. Unfortunately, their coach went on to another team. But it was an interesting concept. But like I said, it, we won't know until later date. But, Brian, let's bring it.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, you heard Chris. We're trying <laughs> to get uh, a football team for Lander University. If we can talk, uh, Mr. Brian, into doing that. Well, mayors Bryan ain't telling me nothing about
1: the green jackets either. So, <laughs> for that baseball team. <laughs>
0: All right, back to the football aspect of it. Let's talk about PC. The Blue Hose uh, go on the road. They got to take on a Drake team. Um, uh, last time they're going to be taking on Drake, from my understanding as well. But this one, uh, two point conversion ends up being a big win uh, for Drake, sixteen to fourteen, the final in this one uh, overall. And really, um, <laughs> you know, Blue Hose had to come come from behind in order to even tie this one up before. Uh, uh, I think at one time it was uh, uh, knotted up at seven in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden is when all the scoring ended up happening, and uh, they just couldn't withstand. As they said, the floodgates opened up uh, in the rushing department for uh, Drake um, as well. So they had Drake pretty much wrapped up. I'd say what the under a hundred yards going into the third quarter, and then uh, hundred what they ended up one hundred twenty six total yards. Yeah, something of that nature. So
1: I mean, all in all, Drake's a rapper, right? Isn't Drake around? Right? He He's his he a own rap? college. How you gonna beat the guy? That man's got more money than both schools combined. Yeah, but the only school in the Pioneer Football League
0: with zero conference <laughs> losses beside their name, um, is Drake. So
1: when you look at PC, like I said, the new A D, she's doing a heck of a job over there, but this team's traveled. They've been in Indianapolis to play butler. I, like I said, I'd like to see this basketball schedule if they could rub that. I mean, like I said, they've played and I mean it's, it's been one of those years, they're three and six. Three and seven now, I guess. But Tyler Wesley's continuing to pass and run and do his thing. And like I said, um, I was trying to see who he led the team in rushing, but it was probably Wesley that led the team. And then you got Dominic uh, Kibbe at wide receiver. And this kid's got right at 700 yards. Tom. I had to go to ESPN to get that one because CBS doesn't cover it. But, um, <laughs> that's, you know, that kid's really good. And I think he's a junior. Is he a junior or senior? Wesley, the quarterback. Uh, he's a junior. I That's believe. what I thought. Yeah. So you know he'll be coming back, and all in all, man, it's been a good season. I mean, because they they played everybody. They've been on the road, you know, for what seventy percent of their well fifty percent of their games, but they played well in them, and they almost beat Butler. Played well against them, and then I think San Diego was a little too much for them, and the one last week was right there with it. But all in all, going on the road playing these games, I mean, they, everybody wants to play at Bailey. That's a really good football field. uh, Just love the atmosphere. Oh, that's crazy! We passed it the other night. (laughs) Um,
0: But uh, you know, defensively, I think is where uh, right now the Blue Hose really stand out. When you look, uh, you you know, at some folks that end up. um, Who was it? uh, Russ Martin ended up with seven tackles overall. Alex Harriet had six. As did James Highland. Stedilowski ended up with uh, six as well, and then you got a bunch at five, four to go along with that. So, and these names I'm calling, only two of them are linebackers; the other two are defensive linemen.
1: And when you got DL, DLs doing that, then yeah, you got That's your front yeah. fours where it starts, and I mean that's where the. So you're right. defensively is where it's been the last two weeks. So doing good there. Keep the
0: blue hose going, um, as they are going to be uh, uh, at home. I believe they get Moorhead State. Wow. at Bailey Field. And that's a that's a pretty tough team too. So That's the, and the, that's the team that Drake just beat the week prior to to BC playing. Yeah. So they going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we'll follow along with those guys. Yep. Uh, that might be a game worth going to next next weekend. Maybe, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What about the Chanticleers? Um boy, they uh they had <laughs> they got injury updates uh, coming left and right this week that we've got to hear about and find out because we're down to our fourth starting quarterback. Yes, sir.
2: (laughs) The third guy, he he did get to come back in the game, but he did get hurt, I think it was in the third quarter, and they brought the fourth-team guy in, and he, I mean, you know, it didn't slow him down any. So um, I guess their quarterback room is about like their wide receiver and running back room and offensive line. I mean – they just got kids that want to play and they want to win and
0: Well 31-23 being the final in this one we saw uh, our good friend San Pickney ended up making history uh, for the uh, entire nation in NCA. The first offensive snap, uh, as a matter of fact was a nice pass giving him his 55th consecutive game with a catch go along with that, and that is setting a new NCAA record.
1: And that'll be there a while, I think, unless he's the one that well, gets and, it this next coming week. Well,
2: so. you got two more regular season games, mm-hmm. so you know you're going to get at least two more games in there. Uh, possibility of a bowl game, yeah. I mean, there's enough of them out there. They can go somewhere. Uh, I don't know who wouldn't want them. They might stay at home and play in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, all we know. <laughs> but – uh so he 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 could go from fifty five to fifty eight by the end by the end of his career, and that I'm like Chris. That's going to be a hard one to beat, uh, especially when you just play twelve game seasons. Yeah, you know you've got to get you've got to, coming in as a freshman. You got to catch balls and be there for four or five years, and that and that's what I think we're going to see less and less of our kids staying at the school that they first time with and go to. They're going to transfer here. Unless the NIL transfer.
0: deal is more than your right. first year in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So, And
1: that's what um, we've been hearing. So. Yeah. So. What, what impressed me about this game, because I, I previewed it the other day, because I, I asked you both, I said, do you know why I want to watch this game? And you all were like, no, nah, not really because it's coastal. But um, it was the fact that Texas State, T.J. Pilling are their quarterback. Yep. Who played at LSU, and he played at NC State before that. He was six of eleven, b right for forty nine yards, and he's played in the ACC and the SEC. And Coastal's defense shut him down, shut sacked him, him three that, times. I mean, sure. that right there is the highlight of it. Because and then as a team, I mean, I think Coastal rushed. I know Ben had a touchdown, and I know that Velasco had two touchdown passes. But as a team rushing, I think it was a team effort there because it was 44 carries for 188 and two touchdowns. Yep. But none of the running backs had, like, more than 30 or 40 yards. Right. So it was a team effort that you had to have and you won the game. And like I said, it just highlighted Sam Pickney. And uh, we couldn't be no prouder than that. Lakeland's kid right there. And uh, and I, I think when you start seeing records like that are, are set or, or it's not broken because he set it, that opens up the NFL guy's eyes. And he's gonna get a shot somewhere. I don't know where to be and I don't know. It's probably gonna be a free agent somewhere and he might get cut one or two times, but he's got the tenacity to know that I worked my butt off this long. I'm not going home. I'll go to Dallas if they call me. And in NFL, you gotta go where you wanted. Um and like I said, he got a family to think of now. So that right there opened a lot of people's eyes. And if it if it didn't, if you're not the Carolina Panthers right now and you don't know who Sam Pickney is, David Tepper, you got a real problem in Carolina because, like I said, these are the teams you look at. And yep. Carolina and Clemson included. Well, he doesn't have a quarterback that can get the ball to him right now, so
0: that's that's something. He's
1: got one there. I, I just, I you cannot tell me, be ready, right, tell me that Bryce Young forgot how to play football. He forgot how to play football at the at the. Nah, you're Washington. not going to tell me that because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, I'm going to come right back and I'm going to say that line must be pitiful. <laughs> he needs help. There you go. Yeah, because there's no really no skill any no any skill set players. <laughs> Y'all got me discombobulated. Uh, skill set players. I mean, the line hadn't blocked well because if it was, you'd be running the ball. You don't have really a big name running back. I mean, Tepper's is trying to do something with with um Frank Wright. It's just I think it's impossible. I mean, but we do have an interview because the man lost to me the other week, so he's got to come in here. So when he gets through with his radio broadcast, come on up here, Austin. You owe me five seconds of clean. <laughs> I mean,
2: but as far as coastal goes, I you know they got down, they were down seven nothing, and it went seven seven and ten seven at the end mm-hmm. of the first quarter. After that, it was just all coastal. I mean, whatever they wanted to do, and the defense was playing lights out. I mean, open field tackle after open field tackle, no no yardage, just. Finley was under pressure, and, and, and we're talking three and four rushers. They didn't have to blitz to get to him. And the commentators on the uh, game said, you know, this was, the Texas State team was a team that was at the top of the conference in total offense. So this, is, overall, yeah. this was a team that, yeah, their record may not show it, but they are putting up a league, lot of yardage on people. And this coastal defense just shut him down. And then, of course, the offense goes to work and scores like 28 unanswered points. And, okay, well, we're going to let our other guys rest a little bit. We're going to start playing some of these younger guys. Yeah, they scored a couple of touchdowns uh, to to come to the final score of 31-23. But the game was never in doubt after the first quarter. I mean, it. Coastal just took over.
1: Yeah, without Ismail Motti, this team, I mean, because he had, like I said, right 200 yards rushing. But without the rushing, this would have been ugly Uh, in this game. It really would have been ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody asked me a question about Sunbelt, and I don't remember exactly the reason behind it. You're right. Both of these teams are are bowl-legible now, but why is James Madison undefeated right now and not able to go to a bowl? Because, because it's their first year at the division okay. level. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they can go if there's not enough teams for other bowls is what I'm hearing. No. Okay.
2: They've appealed to the NCAA Okay. because it's the NCAA ruling that once you start transitioning, and you know it as an athletic director, as a coach, as a school president, you know that no matter what happens, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you can't play for conference championships. You can't go to bowl games. Well, all of a sudden now you're undefeated and you're wanting to go to appeal this rule that every other school that's transformed or gone up has had to live by. No, No, it's not going to happen. So stand rude on it for you. Here's the question, (laughs) though. Okay, Coastal's got to go to Army this weekend. Next weekend, guess who comes to the teal field? James Madison. They, so. love to get, they love to take their little rear ends back up to Virginia with a loss hanging on them. <laughs> I don't and know about by, that one. I think it would be a good that, game. And that's by I thought, well, you got to remember, we're playing with third-team quarterback. us are. Give us our second-team quarterback. Or better than that, give us our first-team quarterback. Yeah, I'd like to have call back. Yeah, I'd I like, like to have McCall he back, He may be
1: back. Too. And he may be. He may be, because you're talking about, yeah, he yeah. Like I said, somebody asked me that. I thought I was right, but I didn't want to lie to them. Yeah. And, I mean, so – but the, the appeal has taken place because they – Well, st-
2: it's in the process. If yeah, I mean – I don't know if they've heard on, anything It's on the table. When it's when on the, the table. Out. And the
1: last I thing think. I saw in the news was if there were there were bowl games that were not filled, they would be filled by teams like the James Madisons yeah. in football. So, I mean, if it is, it's probably going to be – and if it was me saying like you're talking about and it's kind of like they're trying to pull a great collegiate mm-hmm. – you know where I put them? I'd put them up there at one of the top bowl games they can go to and let them get the breaks beat slapped because they think they can play it. They think they can play with anybody. And I mean, I'm looking at the box score now. I mean, they, or, or do you send them out to the Idaho Potato Bowl on the blue
2: field? Freeport. Or Freeport, <laughs> yeah.
1: This team's not that. I mean, Connecticut's one in nine. The running back was 20. Oh, no, excuse me. The quarterback had 307 passing. Against what I would heard was a James Madison defense nobody can touch. So, I mean, there, there's flaws in that thing. Now, McLeod did have 457 passes and five touchdowns. <laughs> so, that little defense might be where the Achilles heel is. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's also a transfer kid. Yeah, No, he's a senior. So, that's not the guy I was thinking about. All right. All right. So, we'll
0: follow along, find out uh, more about James Madison. And the ruling
1: can I think a couple more weeks before all that uh, comes out. But Coastal
2: out. gets to go play the big boys. They get to go play
1: Army. I rode by there. In that's West Point. Well, it's going to be snow so, probably. So. Yeah. It'll be cold. Yep. Yeah, that's that's out there. That's what I call the plains. You're up in that mountain, the mountains over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no <laughs> mountains. They swirl around. <laughs> they there. do. All right. Uh, well, let's get to the big boys here in South Carolina. We'll start with the Gamecocks. Um, uh, Shane Beamer, Sunday night conference calls. Uh, he had a lot to say concerning his team's performance uh, as to how they handled everything uh, this past Saturday against the Commodores. Here's a little bit from that conference uh, on Sunday night.
3: Looking back at uh, yesterday, again, really proud of our guys and the way that we performed, uh way we finished. A uh, little bit of a sloppy start, but still up 13 nothing, And then uh, got better as the game went and had a great second half and particularly the fourth quarter, you know, from the seven minute mark of the third quarter on uh, is when we, you know, really uh, blew it open and outscored them like we did the last 22 minutes of the game. And that was all three phases contributing a lot to get better at, a lot to improve, but really good win for us. And, and um uh, excited as we move forward, uh, Injury-wise, coming out of it, nothing real new, nothing new other than, uh, you know, Juju, who we talked about yesterday, Uh, everybody else who came out of the game in decent shape. uh, And then the guys that didn't play yesterday, you know, I'd say they're all questionable right now. I'll have a better idea on Tuesday when I see you guys going back and looking at the tape. Uh, As a staff, we decided on the uh, offensive player of the game. Uh, We had three of them, Spencer Rattler. Mario Anderson and Vershawn Lee. Uh, it's good to see Vershawn get back in there and played well for us. And then, obviously, Spencer and, A- and Mario. Defensively, uh, Bam Scott, even better than I thought after watching the tape, or after watching the tape today, even better than I thought when I saw it in person. Uh, Tonka Hemingway really was active and disruptive up front. And then in the secondary, D.Q. Smith and Nick Emanwari continue to get better for us and play well. Uh, special teams was Keenan Nelson. And also Bam Martin Scott. Bam was a starter on multiple special teams units yesterday and did a great job defensively and on special teams. Scout offense was Elijah Caldwell. Scout defense was Joseph Burns and Landon Greer. Scout special teams was also Joseph Burns along with Eric Rice. And um, you know, we always, as you guys know, give out a Gamecock M V P award and yesterday was the uh, troops from Fort Jackson that were at the game. Gave them our Gamecock MVP award along with a combination of Boogie Huntley and our training room for Boogie getting hurt in practice. And then didn't, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to play. And then not just play, but play, catch a touchdown pass, play special teams for us as well. So a lot of good from yesterday and really excited to be able to get some of our uh, guys in the game that, that earned the right and deserved the right to play. It was really cool, you know, seeing that last defensive possession. You see guys like Landon Greer and Andrew Colisardo and Colin Bryant and Ronnie Porter and Joseph Burns and D.J. Gibson, a lot of those guys getting to see Bradley Dunn carry the ball at the end of the game. Uh, as well so really cool day overall and want to thank our fans that were there and uh, obviously we've got a lot of a lot of work to do but excited about the opportunity Saturday night and Williams Bryce questions hey Shane it's Dave you mentioned Boogie uh, before and just how much he was able to tough out with that injury I mean knowing him as long as you have were you surprised that he was able to play through that injury and just how much did you hurt for him Originally thinking that, well, maybe he wouldn't be able to play, and he's had so many injuries in his past. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was confident in him. I didn't know how effective he'd be, David. Uh, you know, I didn't really see him get banged up in practice. It was kind of got rolled up on during a good during a practice period, and then, you know, Wednesday didn't feel great, and then Thursday, Friday, you know, just continued to work, but. I thought if anybody could get out there, you know, it would be him. And certainly you're hurt for any of our players that don't – that that aren't healthy enough to to play because of how much they put into it. But I know the boogie's a tough guy and would do everything in his power to to be healthy and, and get ready to play, and that's what he did.
0: So there you have Shane Beamer. Uh, Sunday night conference calls, what he had to say with the team. And really, Gamecocks played well uh, all the way around, the offensive line to defensive line.
2: Well, the offensive line, this was – the. Second game in a row for the first time this year that we started the same starting five. So, that was good. He talked about getting some people healthy, you know. Uh, I think we've got all of our receivers should be healthy now. With the possibility of Wales. Wales may be able to play this week, may not. Uh, Knox will be back, although Simon played lights out in his stead Saturday. I think Knox was not so much a injury as just a compilation of having to play and getting beat up. They just needed to give him a little bit of time off. Uh, and Simon has been playing well and 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 showed it again Saturday. Uh, just a tremendous team effort. I mean it. Uh, Mario just. I don't know how. (laughs) South Carolina, Clemson, Furman, all these other schools in the state of South Carolina missed this kid coming out of high school, coming out of Somerville. I mean, this kid's a player, and he doesn't give up. He keeps the legs driving, and that was evident on the 70-something-yard drive he had, run he had. I mean, he runs through two, breaks two tackles. And then rolls off a third one, and then just outruns everybody else. So <laughs> I just don't. I, I still one of those that kind of amaze you how he got away. And and you know we talked with the people at Northwestern the other night about their defensive line and offensive line. About has anybody got a scholarship offer? And, and the answer we got was, well they are, They say they're all undersized. Well that can that's the only reason, Mario maybe didn't go to a big-time school because he may have been undersized coming out of high school at 5'8 or whatever he is. I mean, he's a bowling ball right now, but, I mean, it's all muscle, I guess. But, yeah, the, the team played well. Uh, Xavier Leggett again. Nobody can cover that man one-on-one. And uh, an interesting formation I saw was they had Leggett on the left side Split out. And on the right side, they had Nicholas Harbor at 6'5", 245. (laughs) I mean, this guy looks like a tight end, but he's playing split receiver, and he's going down the field with 10-2 meter speed. I mean, legit can run. Uh, uh, Teams are going to have to start paying attention. (laughs) And had Amari Brown back. Fully from his hamstring, so Omega Blake. Of course, Huntley, when he caught the first touchdown pass, this is a, you know, 91. I mean, he's playing. I'm talking of 300-pound. A 300-pound defensive, defensive tackle. Defensive <laughs> tackle, and he's standing all alone in the end zone, and you just pray in that when Spencer let go of the ball, just catch it, you know, you
1: know. That's my player of the game. I, yeah, and he I, caught, I know they got to oh, give Rattler his three 100-and-whatever yards, but that's the player to game. Well, Huntley, you, I mean, you
2: saw what he could do. And and when he played on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, he had a couple of pass knocks down. It had a good game. I think he might have had a caused fumble. Had a caused
1: fumble, and he recovered it. So, yeah, fourth fumble so recovery yeah, you know, and, was, what, four or five tackles? Yeah, so,
2: I mean, it's uh, it was just a good game all the way around. I mean, the offense put up – well, special teams got a block punt and returned it for a touchdown, so – check on the special teams guys and defense held a pretty decent Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was not known this year for their offense. We all know their first team quarterback went down early and they've been playing number two and number three but uh, their defense has been a take away type defense, a defense that has caused some people some problems uh, un- they're a lot like Greenwood, they were just unlucky this week, and um, Carolina just laid it on them. I mean it seemed like every play they called went their way. The people were in position to play. Uh, I was disappointed that we did give up the seven. I was hoping for or the six or uh, uh, <laughs> they they did miss the extra points so
0: hey, where where has Bam Martin Scott been? Yeah. this whole time has he, he been hurt he went nuts up up this, this week, week. Yeah, yeah eight he
2: tackles led and, the team in tackles i think he was every time it seemed like they there was a tackle made his name was being called out
1: he he Amazing. they've been waiting on him clayton yeah. white really need to get him back in the lineup and yeah. he's a senior and we're gonna we're gonna hate to lose him this year but i mean i was a kid we went to fort wayne and got and he 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 played well the other past couple of years and like i said just injuries have just Hurt him, him, and like I said, DQ. I mean, we expect that out of him. And Marcellus is the one I'm ready to pick it up now. It's time for Dial to pick it up and play. And I mean, but somebody nobody, said that,
2: Nobody's targeting his receiver, well, For good so. reason. That's what
1: I'm yeah. saying. I mean, for, for good reason. And so I had a guy ask me, so did you see what Georgia did to Vanderbilt? I said, I don't care what Georgia did to Vanderbilt. I, give me an SEC win. <laughs> that's the key part of that. Yeah. It's an SEC win, yeah and those are few and. And I'm telling you, when you got a team that's winning every game they play for the last three years, they just forget where they used to be. Yeah. So
2: well, and and again, you, you talk about Dallas Fortune had a good game. He's coming on. Oh, he's Fortune's be, starting to play really good. He's going to be another solid. Emory is just playing lights out. So, and a lot of these guys have been a little nicked up, but we're getting healthy at the right time and. Beamer's thing for, you know, they remember what you do in November. And uh, he challenged the the crowd. Of course, he thanked everybody that was there Saturday in the cold rain. Uh, And he expects Willie B to be fully packed and rocking next Saturday night.
0: Well, next two Saturdays anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, the one I want to know, like you were asking about Bam Martin Scott, what about David Spalding? Where has he been? He's got to be hurt, too.
2: Probably. Uh, Puff played some Saturday, You're right. Which he did. was good, yep. and, and had a couple of plays. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We've had so many people hurt, and we're starting to get some back, but there's still some out there, just like Juice Wells. They said, well, he was running some in practice, but he wasn't practicing, but he was running in practice. Now, I, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> that one out. Uh, but he's so not he supposed has, to be doing that's what yeah. it is. he He's <laughs> out
1: on the sideline with his jersey on. He wants people to, to see him, and the coaches haven't seen what he's doing yet or else he's going back to the locker room Well, before he hurts something else. Well, I think he's and, – and, and Shane's talked to the
2: doctors. They know he's coming along, and uh, it would not surprise me if we didn't see him get in on a couple of plays this weekend uh, just to see what kind of shape he's really in and if he can go. But – all in all, a good win. You know, forty-seven to six. You'll take it's a SEC win. You'll take it all day long.
1: Now I know that's Boogie Huntley's first touchdown, but is it also Omega Blake's first touchdown? No, he had one earlier. He, he one did that one. Okay,
2: yeah. there was somebody else that had one Saturday. That was that first touchdown. Uh might have been Amari Brown. Amari a, a Brown. Brown. Yeah, I Marian see what Brown it was. Had to had his. I first got touchdown his stats right, right
1: here. I Let's look. Yeah, but he's, he got, but he's yeah, he just—he's been
2: catching the balls all year. He just—they finally found him in the end zone.
1: And Luke Dottie had a catch for 14 <laughs> yards, too so. And if he had missed, if he had got by one blocker,
2: <laughs> he'd have been gone. And,
1: and that's you know, as much as I gave that kid a lot of trouble at quarterback, he's still probably your best he's second team guy. He's still probably your best second team quarterback on that team. But I mean, he, you're right. He's an athlete. and He did like the carrying last year, and I. <laughs> I hate us to carry Kieran's last year because he's not getting the ball at all, either at receiver or well, whatever. Well, he's hurt so, right now, and he's I mean, hurt. well, he's going to be hurt the rest of the year. I think. Yeah. I think he's I maybe he's done, bad. and that's yeah. a shame for that kid. But yeah, Dodie stepped up to the plate, and he said, "I want the ball just like he had it last year." So, mm. like I said, we we need we got to get that one big win left. I mean, because we are what now six and what are we six and four five and four? Four and hold on, tell me right We here. got the, we we four wins. He keeps giving me the tag playing basketball. Six losses. <laughs> four and six. Yeah, we're four and six, right. So we we still need – and and that's going to come down to the game again this year. It's going to end up coming to Kentucky again. Then we're going to really need to win that game in order yeah. to maybe get the eligible for you worry, worry about y'all by by happenstance. But Kentucky's going to be the game. It's going to be win it, lose it. We probably won't beat y'all again. But, I mean, we got to beat Kentucky, Coach. Let's go. See what happens uh, but yeah, next all, week. He's right. Complete game. I mean, that's two weeks in a row. Fairly complete game. And I mean, you can talk about the lesser talent of the teams you play, but that's all right. Well, mm-hmm. well
2: you're getting your talented players back, though. Mm-hmm. That's, what's, that's what's key now. You're getting your talent back. And uh, and it can, you know, you go back, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but you can't. It's all right. Let's shoulda, coulda, woulda going forward. Let's Let's go get it done now.
0: Speaking of shoulda, woulda, uh, and they are us now, and that is the Clemson Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) They had a field day defensively against Georgia Tech. 42-21, and it wasn't even that close um, when you look at it. And, and guys, I I told you this uh, when we came in. I said uh, defense played really well, but more so than anything, it was this freshman class that's playing and starting. Um, You got the two corners and Lewis and um, why am I blanking on his name? It starts with a B. I'll think of it in a minute. And then you got got uh, what Tyler Brown is doing in the process on offense. Um, I mean, and, and you got some guys with Peter Woods on the defensive line. This freshman class, you remember when it came in uh, and after that first spring game, Coach D'Abbels-Sweeney said, it's probably the best defensive players that we have ever recruited. And it, it's starting to show up a little bit.
2: Well, you know, we said early in the year that they were young at some positions, just like with Club Nick at quarterback. We said he's young. Give this, especially after the Duke loss, we said, this is not a bad team. They're just a young team. They're going to be better, but you got to give them time to get them coached up. Uh, the defense played lights out Saturday. There's no doubt. And this was not. A great Georgia Tech team, but this was not the old Georgia Tech team of old that just came out and ran the ball. These cats were going to come out and try to throw it on And And
0: they've been averaging, what, 375 like yards that. a game. And the defense
2: held them to, I think, 250 or less. 205. Uh, and got, well, the four INTs is the big number that stood out to me. The – where the offense had been turning the ball over four and five times a game. <laughs> now the defense is, is doing their part and getting those turnovers for the offense, which uh, other than the one boneheaded, and I don't know who called it, and if a coach called it, I'll call him boneheaded, the, the fake punt. I just – <laughs> I felt like the punter just went. The punter went rogue on that one because that did not look like a well-organized well organized. Well, it was a
0: punt. it was a it was a low snap to begin yeah. with, and by the time he looked up, uh, you know there were defenders in his face, so he just decided to take off and run. It's all I can figure.
2: Uh, he, I, I still say he had time to get the punt off. <laughs> I mean, and, and I say that because a lot of these punters are using that Australian rules rugby type yeah. kick where they catch the ball and run four or five steps one way or the other before they kick it. I mean, so picking up a, a low snap, control the ball, okay, I can still get this punt off. But yep. And that led to the first Georgia Tech touchdown, and I know there was a little garnish. bit of uh-oh at Clemson. Are we going back to the Duke game and, and the other three or four losses. No, I was I, I right. was
0: seeing Greenwood all over again yeah. is what I was <laughs> Yeah,
2: and you were, seeing, right you were it saying it can't oh, happen no, two days we're in gonna, a row. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> have turnover after turn and it didn't happen. Uh Klobnik threw for his normal about two fifty. Now he did have a couple of pass uh, the catch by Brown, I mean that should that ball should have been incomplete. It should that have been That guy and, um, made a, a great catch on it and and Klobnik butter by a mistake done for that one. <laughs>
0: Well, let's talk about him because he had seven receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown to go along with it. Um, Caught his fourth touchdown of the season to go along with it. But more importantly, this puts him in – Really good company. When you look at the company that he's going to be keeping here, when they've tracked six Clemson players since 2010 that have recorded 40 receptions uh, in their freshman season, you've got Antonio Williams with 56 back in 22, Justin Ross had 46 and 18, Octavia Scott had 76 and 14, Sammy Watkins had 82 in 2011, um, and Hop. Hopkins had 52 in 2010. <laughs> he joins that category now with 40 or more receptions his freshman year.
1: That's unreal.
0: And th- being that kind of company, that's huge.
1: Well, we, like I said, we knew what kind of receiver he is, and that's what I'm hoping about Ben when he gets Carolina next year. But all in all, man, I mean, it, that's a big win for the Tigers, and they're starting to get players back that, like we are yeah. at Columbia. But like I said, the interception was the thing for me. Yeah, all me The interception were four freshman yeah. players. Four freshman defensive backs or linebackers. That's incredible.
2: Now, are the Georgia Tech wide receivers are they the same caliber that uh, maybe the Florida State guys were, the Miami guys were, the Duke guys were? Well, or, it, is this what what's going to happen next week at three thirty when North Carolina rolls in there with Drake May? Well, this and is a team wide that receiving North Courtney Carolina, guy. and Ooh. they
0: matched them. They matched them yardage wise. That's Georgia Tech, though. Yeah,
2: that's not. I uh, what's you know, now we're flipping it. Hopefully, these freshman backs and all can play these receivers the way they played the Georgia Tech receivers and get the interceptions. So they're going to need it. So I,
0: you know, and we were playing man-on-man. Man. That's the other thing nice that's weekend. coming in. And yep. that, that's huge uh, in that regard. And, I, I you know, I've, I've been on, on Clemson going back yeah. and playing that soft zone what, since the beginning of the year they've been playing yep. that soft zone? Mm-hmm. To see them finally go man-to-man in the last three weeks has been awesome.
2: Well, and, I, and I think it showed up that that's the way – I mean, Greenwood and Coach Liner did that same thing to Northwestern, and it surprised Northwestern. They did – uh-oh. Here's the well, thing, well, Stan. They can cover us, and uh-oh, they're getting pressure on our quarterback. Uh-oh. If it hadn't have been for the turnovers that we had <laughs> – you Kalen know, Griffin, game. that's the other name.
1: That's his, yeah. yeah, Griffin. Yeah. And he and Lewis. But Haynes King actually has more passing yard touchdowns than Drake May does. So you have to look at that because his receivers are not North Carolina, and we know that Walker's not playing in the game Saturday for North Carolina. He's not back yet. He he tweaked again the other day and and it more than to likely he may be done um for the year. So I Somebody else has got to step up for North Carolina, and I just think the Clemson defense is peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I thought you found your running back last week in Mop, and they, again, man, I'm going to give credit to the OC, man. He got both of them the ball. Yeah, They both play well together. And the, I think, it, again, it comes back to some linemen getting back is what's helping them with that. And if you can continue to do what you're doing and get right at 100 yards from both guys and you, you're throwing the ball, you got to get my boy tool in the game, man. Come on, Coach. He did. No, he he, he did. got a touchdown. He, did.
2: he caught a touchdown. But I want he, yards. <laughs> hey, he's gonna get more playing time now because the number two tight end is out for the year with a mm-hmm. knee. So Brenningstool, get ready to play more. Gotta get a more few more down. snaps.
0: Yep. A few more. All right, so uh Clemson has North Carolina at Memorial Stadium this coming Saturday. We'll get into that game. Uh, should be a fun one to talk mm-hmm. about on Thursday.
1: Yeah, that'll be on a definitely up. a one to look at. You you're gonna look at like I said, that's why I looked it up really quick because I remembered they were talking about um <laughs> was an a Haynes King at um Georgia Tech, his stats were right there with him and after the game, you know, with the touchdown passes he had against Clemson. I mean, I put some right above him. And then like I said, North Carolina has not played that great. I mean well they be, well they didn't win beating Duke. They beat Duke there tonight. Mm-hmm. They came back and won that game forty seven forty five.
2: That was in double overtime though. It was.
1: And Duke missed
2: a two point play. So But Grayson
1: Loftus from up there at Gap, and you I ain't real mm-hmm. playing I mean, He had a big game, but I'm gonna give you, let me give you the other numbers real quick. May threw for three forty two. So he may have surpassed what Haynes Keys did. Yeah. But he only had one touchdown and one in the pick. So it's gonna be like I said, you won't go receiver for receiver and stuff like that. But North Carolina's about a oh, Marion Hampton, that's the only thing you know, gonna to. Drake May and then Hampton running the football. So. But I'd be a good we'll have something good for that one on Thursday.
0: That should be fun. I want to also say congratulations, Benedict College. Uh, They were named the uh, HBCU National Champions by uh, the HBCU Legends uh, uh, this past Saturday as well. So uh, congrats to them. Their second straight uh, championship to go along with that. I think they're
2: the only unbeaten team in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, they are. Well,
0: maybe the nation, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> outside. Well, you got Florida State still yeah. unbeaten as of right now. It's just
1: uh, you got a couple, couple I mean, that a are there.
0: Butt. But still, I mean, yeah. and you look at what Coach Barry has done. He's also, but he was named Coach of the Year to go along with that. They have uh, Lubert uh, Denalis. He was named the Defensive Player of the Year and part of all that. Um, and if you don't know who Legends is, it's part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group uh, that ends up and. In, in, gives out that honor as well. So, Tigers, they're going to return uh, to the playoffs once again. They're going to be hosting a second-round playoff game uh, on the 25th, and the winner uh, – well, they'll be hosting the winner of Lenore, Ryan, and Shepard. Ooh. So, they got a tough matchup coming up then. So, we've we'll, we'll, we'll we got a couple games to talk about yeah. with those guys. But we haven't been following them as much, but now that I know that they're there and what's going on, and <laughs> they're undefeated, we'll I don't want not pay them. more attention to we'll
1: it. Keep up. Well, like I said, they've just been there. So. All right.
0: That's fun. All right, let's find out who earned their money. Who earned their money for this past weekend in college football? If you don't oh, know what's you, joining us uh, yeah, with well, the well, NIL, <laughs> and they're getting paid to play football now, we were, we're holding them to a standard. you got to earn that money and the right to end up playing on that football field.
2: Well, I think we can we can give it to the Clemson defense. We'll, we'll give it to the Clemson defense. We can give it to Brown, the freshman wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ever since he came on and got – once he got into the game, it's been hard for them to get him out. Now, Williams did go down with injury to, to allow Brown on the field. But then Williams came back, Brown's still getting on the field. <laughs> so – and Klubnick I, I think, is feeling more and more comfortable with him. He, he was real confident be, this weekend. He seems to be Klubnick's go-to guy now. Um, Klubnik had his usual, you know, 250 passing. He did still have the one INT. I'd like to see him have a clean game. Yeah, well, Jeremiah he didn't have the, the INT. Yeah, but. Jeremiah
0: Trotter definitely part of that defense yeah. earning uh, all the respect there. Well,
2: you know, he got Shipley, it last year. You mean, yeah, yeah, he got it last week too. I mean, yeah. he was all over the place.
1: Um, I was looking for one more. I, I mean, I'm just like I said. I, like I said, I, I'm okay with what Klubnick's doing. I know he's not putting up rattler-like numbers, but, I mean, the, the whole offense is around one guy like it is in Columbia. But, like I said, Helms came in. He got a little play in time. He had rushing touchdown. And, I mean, like I said, that, he's not my 50% pass. Now, I got to call him about that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Clubnik had a really good game. I mean, you had a lot of guys. I mean, they were, but now when you talk about across the whole country, I mean, Carson Beck killed me again. He had a huge game for Georgia. Um, JJ McCarthy had a big game. Um, who else would I? And I expected Jackson Dart to have a big game. He let me down. Georgia wins that game. Well, big.
2: well Jackson got hurt. Uh, I think he broke his arm.
1: That's so not good for that be team. Gone. Yeah. And then every Pac 12 quarterback's huge. Every yeah. one of them deserved what they got because I'm telling you, I had on here earlier. I, I think all <laughs> Shador Sanders has, even DJ, Uwe, had a huge game and a big win as a ranked team, by the way. Mm-hmm. We hadn't talked about them being ranked. Yeah. Yeah. They're a ranked team. so I mean, All in all, man, there are a lot of guys that earn that money. None bigger than the Furman boys, but they're not getting paid, but they still earn their money because they won again. <laughs> well, Sam earned his money. Oh, Sam definitely Coastal. got his money. I mean,
2: you, you set a, a record like that. I mean, you're going to get your money. Uh, the third, the, To be the third-team quarterback and to, and to lead your team to another win, I mean, you got to give it to all them running backs down there. They don't – all of them, you know, might have had – 40 yards each but when you combine it (laughs) you know you're getting 180 so uh we'll give them the the defense the coastal defense just shut down texas state and this was a defense that had put up a ton of yardage with uh finley at quarterback so you know, i like that Uh, the carolina game is a lot like the clemson game uh now I'm not too sure about giving Clemson special teams any money yet. They still <laughs> oh, have one, give one it bad play. They one They're still having their issues. Let it and loose. I don't know if that's the the coordinator or what, but we've had that discussion before. <laughs> uh, Coastal, I'll give it to the special teams down there. I mean, at, in Columbia they blocked another punt to return it for a touchdown. So good deal there. Uh,
1: I'm looking up something really quick. You can keep, but I wanted yeah. to see a difference between something. you know I like calls in trouble, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm gonna give you K. Culpnick's numbers for the year. He's at 2261, 18 touchdowns, seven picks. Now, my argument's always been for DJ Uwe. DJ Uwe for the year is 2014, 18 touchdowns and four picks. They're right there together. I mean, both both quarterbacks are right there together. I mean. You got clubbed each shot about three hundred yards or more, but a couple more interceptions too. So, for least people that want to know what the deal was and why the same. they but got it, out,
2: but what, which team do you think has faced a, uh, tougher competition, Oregon State or Clemson?
1: This year, I would probably say Oregon State because that that but you got to get, but they don't defense. have defenses. Over well, they there. don't. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, they, that, you're right about that, trail. but I mean, yeah, that, and you, and you can throw that in there because that's what I was saying. All of the quarterbacks that are having phenomenal years. I mean, from Bo Nix to Penix Jr. to Caleb Williams to Shador to, to even DJ Uwe, And, I mean, even the freshman guys that are playing now, Barnes, uh, Moore at UCLA. And I, I love this conference. I'm going to be honest. I might cry when it's over. When they <laughs> shut it down, I might just have to cry. The Pack 12 has gone. Yeah, so.
2: but this is the first year in how many years that this conference has really, I mean, this is the first year that you can legitimately say that the winner of the Pac-12 should be in the playoff picture. But they're not there yet, though. Well, Washington I mean, is you, probably going to be got, that team. You've I mean. got Georgia sitting in there, Michigan and Ohio State. We know they're going to take cancel each other out, probably. And then you got Florida State. Well, people but, forget about that little old team down there called Alabama.
1: they coming up. <laughs> they're going to have to worry about – they got to get by. They're going to get by. You know, One, one of them going to go. Georgia. Yeah. I, and two of them may go. That's Whoever loses think. the Bama game. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, I would right now, I would tell you right now, I would take Washington over Florida State right now. Just defense and offense. I would yeah. take Washington over Florida State right now. I'm still not sold on this team. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if Florida doesn't beat them. All right. Chris is chaos. How'd that turn out? Oh, about like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic. I was one in five. I mean, one in four, excuse me. I'm trying to find the one I did win.
2: Put it this way. He did not earn <laughs> his money this I week. I did not. I tell you. You don't what, have to write you know him a paycheck this what week. I
1: won two. I won Arizona and Colorado, and I won Missouri over Tennessee. And neither one of those were great games. I mean, Tennessee and Missouri, 14, 13. And then I love the fact that when. Dion's playing somebody, they throw a rank on the team they're playing. Now, Arizona's building. I've told you about Noah Pippeter. That team's building. He had a really good game. They won the game. But quit throwing these rankings on these teams because they play in the ranked team. Because when you do, usually they lose. Oregon State's 22, Arizona's 21. When have they been ranked before?
0: But if a team is ranked against Colorado, Colorado <laughs> always loses.
1: <laughs> well, keep ranking them there. Keep ranking. But, well, and that'll took, be something we'll took, look at for this weekend. We're going to see. It,
2: it took a field goal with two seconds <laughs> left for Arizona to win, or they would have been playing in overtime, and you don't know what would have happened then.
1: I want to attribute a tribute question you, I know, say, Hooters. Or shouldn't say where I went, but <laughs> I'm trying to get them to be one of the two, our new sponsors for them in Twin Peaks. But the truer question: Do you know who the coach of Arizona is? Mm-hmm. And I did. It's Schutts, and I didn't cuss. It's his name: S <laughs> C H U T T S. So, and he's building. So we come back in Thursday. We should know who's been fired this week and who's taking Jimbo's place. And if you want to take his place, I
2: don't know if you're gonna know about Jimbo till after regular season. Well, you may not, because you got to wait
1: and see. You got to
2: wait to see. I mean, you might be after the college. They're going to be all kind of names we've already heard. Everything from the coaches at Oregon and Washington to Lane Kiffin. I mean. Duke. Uh, and, goes on and, on. Oh, and then the one we all said, uh-oh, wait a minute. That little old coach up there at Liberty. Well, Where oh, was he Jamie. at before? Jamie Chadwell. Jamie Lee. Chadwell. I mean, he, uh, you know. But we'll see how that goes.
1: And if you got a coach, come on our webpage and check us out. Tell us who you think she go where. Yeah. All right, we want to thank
0: Howard and his staff here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, always a fine job. B-Rad doing the best that he can. He's got the uh, happy hour crowd in, and they're, uh, they're happy. We're glad <laughs> <So, laughs> that's keeping up. You can come join them as well. And we've got uh, specials every weekday here. they got live entertainment every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Um, uh, you can come and be part of that as well. So, uh, you know, great bands, too, that come up here. Was the band we had uh, last Thursday that came up here?
1: Well, they part up my day in the group. Yeah. But um, like I said, and if you want to know who's playing this week, check my page out. I post it. I didn't, that's not sports oriented, so I kept it off Lakeland. But check my page out. Granger send it to me. And uh, like I said, we'll keep doing that to, to make sure Howard and hey, all, the, all the venues are, are who's playing where so everybody will know.
0: And keep it going. All right. Uh, time for the coach, Stan Spivey. That's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. Thanks for joining us, the Lakeland Sports Guys.